today on the Lockdown Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues took on the Philadelphia Flyers, winning 4-2, to getting their 36th win of the season, led by Jordan Biddington, Jordan Cairo, and also Jake Neighbors, but not so much on the stat sheet. Plus, the St. Louis Blues only have four regular season games remaining. Only four Blues games between now and the start of the next regular season. Talking about all of that and what it will take to be happy with these final four games. Going to be a good episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. I've been covering the St. Louis Blues for about five or so years uh, on Twitter, writing a few articles, and also doing this podcast, which I've done for about three years and some change. Uh, if this isn't your first time tuning in, if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for making Lockdown Blues part of your daily routine and making me your hashtag first listen. Got a fun episode for you guys today. The Blues came away with another victory as they continue to play some of their best hockey of the season, beating the Philadelphia Flyers 4-2. I'm going to be talking about that game. Second segment, I'm going to be talking about some of the individual performances, specifically Jake Neighbors, as I've been very, very impressed with his play as of late. And then in the third and final segment, I'm going to take a bit of an overarching wide look on the Blues' final four games of the season. And they may be meaningless in the sense that the Blues don't have a chance of making the playoffs. However, there are some things that I would like to see in these four games that are just, you know, that will leave me with a with not a sour taste in my mouth heading into the offseason because, like it or not, it's all we got for the Blues until the start of the next season. So before I get into any of that, though, let's talk about the game against Philly, against the Flyers. The Blues had a really good game all around. Um... Starting off with Jordan Cairo, getting his 37th goal of the year. He is racing towards 40. He would need 38, 39, 43 goals over his next four games in order to hit that 40-goal plateau. I'm not sure what the last time a Blues player to hit 40 is. I'm going to look that up during the ad break. Um, but yeah, he's had a spectacular season, and I want to talk about Jordan Cairo a little bit. Um I've seen a lot of criticism lately about Jordan Cairo and his game defensively and his turnovers and this and that. First of all, he has 37 goals this year. He is the uh, highest. I think he's the first Blues player with 70 points in back-to-back seasons since like Demetra in 03. Um, he is on pace to be a 40-goal scorer, if not this year, likely next year, which we haven't seen in a long time. Tarasenko never hit that mark. Um and he is incredibly skilled, and he is young. Um, does he leave a little bit to be desired on the defensive end? Absolutely. Are there plenty of other skilled, offensive-minded forwards that also leave a lot to be desired defensively? Yeah. You know, it's. I think there's a there's a whole brand of players similar to Jordan Cairo who are just offensive dynamos who don't provide the most offensively. Um Vladimir Tarasenko is a great example. Uh, Patrick Kane, 
Uh, David Pasternak in Boston is on pace for an incredible season. Uh, he's he got maybe almost sixty goals, um, over a hundred points. Um, you know, you you, you can name so many guys that fit that mold. And and yeah, it's frustrating. You know, it'd be great if every player was like Ryan O'Reilly winning winning um, defensive awards and also producing offensively. But that's not the case. And the Blues aren't paying Jordan Cairo to be a spectacular two way player. Could his effort on back checks be a little bit better? Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's something I think has gotten better since Berube and him were barking at each other. I think his effort backchecking in the game against Philly was pretty strong. I think he, you know, made up for his lack of skill in the defensive zone by through his effort. I think there were a couple plays that stood out to me um, where Jordan Cairo was in the right position or he was the first guy back or he was busting his tail to get back in the defensive zone. And he, with his speed, you know, he has the potential to be a plus defensive player just due to the fact that he can get back into the defensive zone a lot more quickly than some other teams forwards um so that's a valuable asset i think he can work on as he develops as a player it's not something i think he needs to you know necessarily improve overnight but i think it's something that comes with experience and you know comes with maturity for him and i think that's something we will see down the line in terms of the turnovers I'm not too worried about that. You know, when you have someone who has the puck on their stick as much as Jordan Cairo, there are going to be a lot of turnovers. Um, It's not the end of the world. Um, I think he's been a spectacular player this year. He's one of the most exciting offensive talents the Blues have had since Vladimir Tarasenko, you know, was coming up as a rookie. Obviously, Tarasenko was due, his career was a little bit derailed uh, because of injuries, but Jordan Cairo looks to be the second coming of that in the sense that, you know, he's going to score you a ton of goals. He's going to frustrate some fans here and there whether it be lack of effort in the defensive end or lack of ability in the defensive end but at the end of the day he's going to score you a ton of goals and you know that's pretty obvious as he gets the opening goal in this game against philly now in this upcoming second segment i'm going to continue to talk about this game against the philadelphia flyers talk about some more individual performances before i get into that i want to tell you guys about today's sponsor When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and even virtual interviews. Hate waiting. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who see it only in search according to U.S. Indeed data. With Indeed matching as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description hiring at warp speed. Indeed knows when you're growing your business. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. So the Blues lead... One nothing after Jordan Cairo's goal. Uh, in the first period, and looking this up, Brad Boys was the last Blues player 
Oh no, Tarasenko had 40 goals in 2015-16. That was an old article. Apologies there. Tarasenko did reach 40 uh, once in his career. Apologies there for the the lack of remembering. Um, it was in 2015-16, Vladimir Tarasenko hit the 40-goal plateau. Uh, messed that up in the first segment. I forgot that he got there. He just barely snuck in there. Um, so it has been, you know, seven or so years since the Blues have had a 40-goal scorer. Um and yeah, I mean, Kyrie looks to join an elite list of, like I said, Brad Boys, which for some reason I Googled it. It showed me an article from like however long ago that was. Um, it showed me an article from 2008. I Googled last Blues player with 40 goals and an article from 2008 came up. Um, and then an article from 2016 came up afterwards. So sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, apologies for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kyrie looks to join some elite company. Uh, Brad Boys, like I said. Um since Scott Young in the 2000-2001 season and Vladimir Tarasenko in 2015-16. So it has been a, it's been a little bit since the Blues have had someone join the 40-goal club. It has been even longer since the Blues have had someone join the 50-goal club. So maybe Jordan Cairo could join that list next season or this season if he goes absolutely nuclear uh, down the stretch. Anyways, the Blues head into the second period with a one nothing victory and also... What's been rare for them lately is they outshot their opponent in the first period. It feels like the blue shot generation has been really, really poor lately. Um, this game was a bit of an exception as not only did they outshoot the Flyers, they actually got over 30... Oh, no, they didn't outshoot them. Sorry. Um, they didn't quite outshoot the Flyers. However, they did generate over 30 shots on goal, which has been a rarity for them um, as of late. Second period, Tyler Pitlick, depth guy, you know, impressive to see him score at this point in the season, gets his sixth of the year from Torpachenko and Walker, and then Justin Falk, a guy who has been a, has had a very, very disappointing season, um, in my eyes, gets the 11th, his 11th goal of the season, puts the Blues up 3-0. Third period was a little bit scary as JVR uh, got the Flyers to within two before Morgan Frost, a little bit more than half of the period, got the Flyers to within one. The Flyers came this close to scoring a shorthanded goal to tie it up, but Jordan Bennington made a good save, had some funny comments about it afterwards. Um, Bennington had a great game. I'll talk about that a little bit when I get into the individual performances. Uh, and then Torpchenko got himself his ninth of the year with the empty netter from Shen and Falk. Three stars of the game. Jordan Bennington at number one, 34 shots against 32 saves for a 941 save percentage. Justin Falk, a goal and an assist, was a plus three on the night in 21 minutes of ice time. And the third star is Jordan Cairo. So let's get into some individual performances in this game. I think Justin Falk had one of his stronger games of the year. He has had a really significantly down year with the St. Louis Blues. Um, in the past, I think he was the Blues' best defenseman, especially last year when Pareko was struggling. This year, however, Falk has really struggled, um, whether it be just defensive play or lack of offensive production. It just isn't quite the Justin Falk that we're used to. Um and that's been frustrating, especially considering he is one of multiple guys who's on a long-term contract. And if this is the norm for Justin Falk moving forward, then that's definitely a little bit of a worry. Uh, hopefully he can snap out of it, you know, get himself right over the offseason and come in next season with a return to form. If, him and, if, if he is able to play at the level that he played at last season and a little bit in this game against Philly, I think he had a strong game. And Colton Pareko is able to play at the level that he'd been playing over the last few weeks and, you know, playing really consistently good hockey. Uh, the Blues defense is going to be a decent bit better than they were this season, uh, which isn't saying much. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
that's definitely something I'm looking for. But Justin Falk had a solid game. Uh, another guy who had a really, really good game was Jordan Binnington. Um, Binnington has faced a lot of shots on goal in his last few starts, and this one was no different, facing 34 shots, making 32 saves, and making some really big saves as well. You know, he really allowed the Blues to run away with it in the first two periods. Um, the Flyers did a good job of hanging with St. Louis. They fell six shots behind, you know, three less shots in the first period, three less shots in the second, but they had some good scoring opportunities. Um, and Jordan Bennington was a big reason why they didn't convert on them. Um, and then in that third period, the Flyers got 18 shots on goal. Um, obviously, it led to two goals. Neither of them were really Jordan Bennington's fault. Um, and then, you know, obviously that shorthanded opportunity at the end, I was just holding my breath, you know, covering my eyes, expecting that to go in, in classic Blues fashion. Um, but Bennington stood tall. He had a really, really solid game um, and continues to give me encouragement that he can be the starting goalie on a playoff caliber team, a contending team. Obviously, we don't need to really know that. He won a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues. It's not like, you know, it's it's a mystery of whether or not he can perform at that level. It's just about getting back there and the team sort of supporting him. Um, but he continues to show signs that he still is capable of Playing at that level is just a matter of the team supporting him. And I think the Blues had a really, really solid team game all around against Philly. Um, you know, Philly's obviously not having the best year. Uh, 29, 35, and 13. Their defense was atrocious, as we saw. But, you know, they're still maybe just a slight tier below the St. Louis Blues. So it, it's nice to see them compete against that team and, and beat a team who they should beat handily, as they did. Uh, another guy that I really want to talk about and dedicate the rest of this segment to, is Jake Neighbors. Jake Neighbors has blown me away these last few weeks with his play. Um, he kind of reminds me of early career Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, where they're making he's making the right plays. It's just the, the, the stat sheet isn't quite reflecting it. Obviously, he has a couple goals, a couple assists lately, but I think it, watching the games, the eye test, he looks even better than the stat sheet shows. Um, he has a great, great uh, hockey IQ. He's a spectacular passer, um, and I think if he gets put, you know, obviously he was in that top six, you know, off and on, but if he consistently gets on a line with, you know, solid forwards next season, I think he can rack up 40-plus assists, 50 assists even. Um, just his his passing ability is spectacular. He makes the best reads. Uh, it's, it's really a pleasure watching him play. And then the other area, his physicality and his grittiness has been so encouraging. He's been throwing some monster hits lately, which is obviously just fun to watch, but also like, like, heck yeah, you know, we need that sort of mentality. We need that energy. It seems like the Blues have been flat um, and playing with a lack of passion for a good while now. Uh, and he is definitely going against the grain in that sense. I saw a lot of people say like, oh, he should be the next captain. And like, obviously no but he has that that mold you know he plays like a veteran out there he earns the respect of his teammates there's a lot of guys talking after the game about how they were impressed with jake neighbors and his physicality and stuff like that and you know he's throwing some hits and he's making the other team want to drop the gloves and he's like nah that's a, that's a clean hit you know and I, I it's a breath of fresh air watching jake neighbors play for sure i i don't think i expected this out of him i think his playmaking um and his hockey IQ were two of the biggest things coming out of the draft. Obviously, he was known as a hard-nosed player, but I didn't expect to see this out of him. Um, I'm really excited to see what he could do next year. He reminds me a lot of Braden Shen and his play style, so I would love to see those two on a line consistently, either down the stretch of the season or next season, just because I think their play styles complement each other very well. They're two very physical players that also have 
great offensive instincts and can play what good defense as well. So shout out to Jake Neighbors for that. Um, in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be looking over the final four games of the season and you know what would make those four games a success. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scorers and even threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com. Slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All righty. One final segment on today's episode. And I'm going to be looking over the next four games and the final four games for the St. Louis Blues. Their next matchup happens tomorrow night against the New York Rangers, who are a very good team, 45-21-11. After that, they take on the Minnesota Wild, third in the Central, 44-23-10. And And then after that, they have a home-and-home against the Dallas Stars, Wednesday and Thursday, back-to-back. First one at home, and then the final game of the season on the road in Dallas, 42-21-14. The Central Division is still a decently tight race. Um... For that second and third spot, um, the Stars being at 98 points and the Wild being at 98 points and the Avalanche also being at 98 points. So those games for Dallas and Minnesota are going to have a lot of meaning. Um, the this number one spot is still up for grabs, as is the two and the three. So any three of those teams can finish in any order. So you expect them to come out playing with playoff intensity. Um, and the Blues have an opportunity to do something that they're usually on the other end of and play spoiler. Um, you know, there's a decent chance that um, <clears throat> there's a decent chance that, you know, Dallas's final two games are going to determine their playoff spot, depending on what the blues do against Minnesota, um, et cetera. There's a decent chance that the Dallas stars come in and if they win both, they win the division. If they lose both, they come in third place in the division. So, that's a bit of an exciting, uh, excuse me, prospect for Blues fans. Obviously, not quite the same as competing for a playoff spot, but still has meaning. And I expect the players to come out and play hard. You know, they they definitely have a little bit of rivalry with Central Division teams. So I would, I think the Blues are going to be, you know, excited to come out and, and prove that you know that they belong in the Central Division and. They're not quite as bad as the regular season may have indicated. You know, their play as of late has been better than I think. You know if their record would indicate so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting um interesting stretch of games obviously the new york rangers are a very very good team playing against vladimir Tarasenko is is gonna be interesting um to say the least in new york obviously so Tarasenko doesn't get his homecoming but you know there's a couple guys on the team that played with Tarasenko for a very long time and obviously Tarasenko was with the blues his entire career up until this point so i'm sure there's gonna be lots of emotion there uh, it's going to be interesting to see that for sure. And then, you know, you head into the games against the Central Division. I'm not looking at like, oh, the Blues need to go 2-2 two and two for me to be happy. I just want them to be competitive. The Rangers are a team that, you know, is gunning for a, a postseason run. Um, they do have an opportunity to move up in the division if they get really lucky. 
They're five points behind the New Jersey Devils right now. So probably penciled in for third, no matter what. But still, you never know. They're going to be playing hard. They're going to be gearing up for the playoffs. And then obviously, like I said, you have the final two or final three matchups against Central Division teams that are all dead even right now in the standings. So those are going to be big games. And I would love to see the Blues play spoiler. I would love to see them play well, play hard, and be like, you know what? We're going to be right in that mix next season as well. You know, some statement games would be nice. Uh, That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you check out the show wherever you get your podcasts, free in every podcast platform. Hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss a new episode. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube as well, at Locked On Blues. Same way you'll find it on Twitter and Instagram, at Locked On Blues. I'm going to be doing a uh, poll episode, a blue or false episode, either tomorrow or Friday. So stay tuned for those polls. If you want to participate and you want to vote in the polls, subscribe to the YouTube channel, check out the community tab, or subscribe to Lock or follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter, I should say. Um, that way you can vote in the polls, um, leave your replies, I'll interact with them, I'll read them live on the show. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Josh Hammond NHL. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.